We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It feels like Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Miami, Miami. Welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas, and with me today, he is not producer and co-founder Brian Goins. He's on a trip. He's on vacation, so we are running rough shot. We are there are no rules. We have no parents. Nothing's you know. We get to do whatever we want today. With me today, Heat Twitter President Alf. What's up? Statistician and pun master Nikias Duncan. Hello. He's just sitting in. He's not. He's just kind of hanging out. Uh, we have our fake Lebo. Christian Hernandez. Hey, what's up? He's uh he's preparing for his fantasy draft and he's just hanging around the show today because this is what the offseason's like around here. Yep, just lurking. I'll be around. And we have our guest today. We're trying new voices around the program. We wanna bring new people in. We have Kate Anderson. How are you? What's up, guys? Welcome to your maiden voyage on the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. So where can people find you? Tell Okay, we're introducing you to an audience. Let's uh, tell them a little bit about yourself, where they can find you on Twitter, because, you know, we're, we're the Twitter people. So, Twitter, of course. Everybody needs to know my Twitter. My Twitter is at the Kate Anderson, C-A-I-T Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. And the same on Instagram. I'm a little more active on Instagram these days, I think. Um, but, yeah, I used to – I started – God, I moved to Miami – when I was 19 and I started covering the heat for hot, hot hoops. That's where I started my whole um, basketball coverage. And then I did um, so work with CBS sports. I interned there. I got a full-time job there. I worked as a production assistant. Um, I did graphics. I did a lot of different things. And then I moved on to the Miami Marlins 
and I worked with them for a season um, in their broadcast department. So I've been dabbling in South Florida sports for a little while. Multi-talented, unlike us. You don't belong <laughs> with us, but we very much thank you for joining today. No, you guys um, are awesome. So we don't have a lot to talk about because the Heat have really done nothing. Uh, oh, and by the way, we are part of the Five Reasons Podcast Network, started by Ethan Skolnick and Chris Whittingham. Check them out on Twitter at Five Reasons Sports. You have everything from football podcast to college football podcast to lifestyle podcast to OJ McDuffie's podcast, The Fish Tank. We have so much stuff on the network, so check them out. And if you're a if you're a sponsor or an advertising partner, then you want to get involved reach out to us reach out to ethan reach out to chris reach out to us we want to get you involved um we just had we've had a couple watch parties with the network you can come out to meet us it's fun we gave out t-shirts last time we did trivia we asked uh heat beat and heat twitter related questions we gave out some shirts we got some cool swag coming out so check we all that a, out we gave away a tv and you're bringing up t-shirts i forgot but we didn't give away the tv ethan gave away the tv and it, we gave it to a Cavs fan that was a an oversight Cavs. by ethan Oh my! He had a Cleveland hat on. Okay. I should have. I should have. I was gonna beat him up and take the TV in the parking lot. I was going to do that. <laughs> Chris, you took pictures with him. It wasn't Ethan giving away the TV. It was the law firm. You're... Okay, but Ethan's in charge better... of that. Come on, John. We have to have checks and balances on this shit. Like we can't have a Five Reasons TV given away to a dude with a Cleveland hat. He he looked absolutely ridiculous. I was gonna. I should have kicked his ass in the parking lot. Yeah, Seltzer <laughs> Mayberg LLC, full law firm in Miami. You, you, think, Ethan, you think Ethan would have been mad about that? Yes, Ethan would have been mad. Game. Although, like, you weren't even well at toward the end of the night. You were like drunk, Kane's fan. No, I, I didn't even watch the last, the fourth quarter. Oh, no, nobody watched care. the fourth quarter. Okay, we had a Alpha. we had a watch party for the Hurricanes game uh, on Sunday, and uh, Alpha's angry Kane's fan, but he was nice because his nephew was around. Oh gosh. Well, at least he had some reason to be nice because I've been to a few Canes games and I've seen drunk, angry Canes fans, and it is not—it's not pretty. What's Kate, worse, I, Kate? I was ultimate Canes bro. I had a visor and cargo shorts. A on. visor and cargo shorts. Oh, I was so—I was—I I wore the uniform, man. Oh, you were so on brand. Oh, it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Kate, what's worse? Is it drunk Canes fan or drunk Dolphins fan? Because I think I might go drunk Dolphins fan. Oh, it, it you know what? College football, I think the audience for college football is just angry fans. Yes, I, <laughs> so I don't think you can top. And I've seen some, I, you know, if you go NFL, I would say like Bills, like that's probably the angry. Oh, Bills fans, yeah, yeah. But I would say, you know, college football, I think probably angry, angry Canes fan is worse. See, the angry college fan like gets drunk and fights every weekend. Like the angry uh, NFL fan is like it's like once every few Sundays. Oh, right. So like the, the angry college fan is like built for that shit, man. Like they they do beer pong and they they fight in bars all the time. So when they get to the stadium, it's nothing new. So yeah, they're definitely worse. My favorite is before Big Kane's game and like when the Grove is is going on and there are like fights in the Grove. That's the best. Those are the those are better than the stadium fights. I the say I try to stay away fights. from the Grove. On college game days, I feel like it's just—it's it not a place of, I want to be. It kind of revived the Grove because now the Grove is kind of like nice little restaurants, and it's nice. Hmm. Chris, what were you gonna say? I used to hang out so much in the Grove. <laughs> <laughs> I just your glory so many days. brain cells out there. Those well, are good it's... time, man. I, I mean, those are some of those violent fights too. I saw a guy like literally just because he like commented on this guy's girlfriend's ass. 
he literally threw a full beer bottle at full speed at the guy's head and it started a street fight. The Grove is pretty awesome. <laughs> the Grove is awesome. I have a full beer beer uh, beer bottle story in the Grove. Well, tell it, is Club Six Oh Nine still open? Like that I was that's the so. last time I was in the Grove. <laughs> I think that that thing is before all of you were Google born. It, Club Six Oh Nine. So this is around the time like this had to be, uh, man, late nineties. Like No Limit was hot, and like they had that song by Mystical that here I go. I don't know if you guys remember that shit. But right, that shit came on. We all would go nuts. So my boy has a problem with drinking and getting way too excited, especially when rowdy songs come on. So he had a Heineken bottle in his hand. So he, he thought a good idea, because he loves this song so much, was to try to break the Heineken bottle over his head. Why? Because that's what you do when you're having a great fucking time and mystical comes on, apparently. So he tried to do it, <laughs> and it wouldn't break no matter how hard he hit himself in the head. So he decided, I, this bottle has to break or I'm letting mystical down. So he takes the, he takes the bottle and this club is packed. He takes it and throws it across the entire club. It hits a wall. It makes the loudest shattering sound I've ever heard in my life. Literally, the music stops. The bouncers rush us. Now, all my bouncer stories usually end with me getting like choked up and thrown out of a club, yes. except if my brother is there. BB. So you, G, you met my brother He's the other the night. Christian, you met my brother. The best. My brother is like me, just blacker and three times as wide. So he's just a huge, scary individual. So the bouncers rush up. They're all like six foot eight, uh, ex-Canes players that just didn't pan out. And they rush us. And my brother just takes the biggest one, takes his hand, slaps him in the chest like, yo, I got this. And the bouncer just looks at him because the wind has been completely knocked out of the bouncer's fucking body. He's like, you can't breathe. He's like, huh? okay, big man, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> they walk away, fucking music comes back on, we keep partying. <laughs> fucking amazing night. I love No that consequences story. for that. No, none. Not with BB. Not with BB. Not when BB's around. When BB's around, we sun bouncers. That's what we do. Well, so, that's what we used to do. Now so we're all 40. Club 609 in Coconut Grove is closed, and the Google articles that have been pulled up are dated May 3rd, 1999, 2001, 2002. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I think it's now, safe to say it's closed. When I first started going there, it was called Club 69, but I felt they felt it was too nice. risque. <laughs> so they changed it to Club 609. So, yeah. All right. So that's, 2000, that's Miami. So pre-Dwayne Wade, you, this, is, this club was popping. That's Dade County History brought to you by Alf954. Sponsored by BetDSI. Use promo code HEAT101 to get double your deposit. That is real. I'm going to stick an ad in later. Um Bet DSI is dangerous and also a lot of fun. Um, and uh, I've been betting tennis all weekend, and that's probably not healthy. I've been like watching, you know, Kevin Anderson games betting the over. So Don't check worry, out you're our part partners of the loud at DSI. They're incredible. So um, how exactly do you bet the over on a tennis match? Okay, like, so what? as a set goes, a set you have to win. Wait, five. wait, wait, Nikaias. I'll, I'll make this very quick. The guy, if there's a rule that you do not engage Gianni on any tennis talk, <laughs> women's soccer talk, or anime tonight, talk. Tonight, 10 p.m. You asked a, we you asked a follow-up question to a men's tennis conversation, Last bro. game before qualifiers. I hope Jill Ellis, you know, gets her shit together. Uh, the guy is basically, it's just the number of games played. So you win a set. You have to win by two by two games in the set. So a mm -hmm. score could be 6-4, for example. Serena won this set 6-4, for example. So that's 10 games in the first set. So gotcha. it's basically, yeah, you're betting on the over-under game. Okay, so okay. 
BetDSI, check that out. We'll probably put the ad here. Guys, I'm here to present you with our newest partner, BetDSI. The NFL and NCAA football season are upon us, and it's time to take that pigskin knowledge to the bank at BetDSI.com. BetDSI is celebrating 20 years online by building an impeccable reputation for great service and fast payment of your winnings. BetDSI has an excellent mobile interface so that you can play, win, and get paid anytime, anywhere. To help you get started with some extra bang for your buck, BetDSI is offering Miami Heat Beat listeners double your money on your first deposit using promo code HEAT101. That's right, deposits start winning and get up to $2,500 free. That's double your money right from the get-go. When it comes to football, BetDSI has every wager you can ever want or imagine. If it's happening, BetDSI will put a line on it. Bet on the NFL, NCAA football, MLB, NBA, UFC, esports, and all other global sports. You can even bet on politics, celebrities, and reality shows for that matter. I wonder if I can bet on Survivor. That'd be interesting. Uh, you can also bet on live games while they're playing with BetDSI's live betting. Don't stand on the sidelines this season. Be in it to win it and enjoy the games that much more when you play at BetDSI. Remember, that's promo code HEAT101 to get in on the action and get paid. Miami Heat. Kind of weird offseason. Um, Ryan Anderson got moved last week, and I think a lot of us were kind of bummed, which is a weird thing to be bummed about, because that was kind of the guy that you thought we would trade for Tyler. Like That's a guy that you could see the Rockets taking on Tyler's contract, even though Ryan Anderson and Tyler Johnson have a very similar deal, but it was uh, maybe rumored that Houston would give a pick in addition to that, and Miami recovering picks is a very good thing. Um, So, Nikias, I know that you didn't like the trade that Houston made what they ended up getting. I did not. That was terrible return for Houston. They're going to have to make a follow-up move for it to make any sense. Would Tyler have been better for them? Oh, what did, what did they get? Can you tell the people what they, what they got specifically and what you didn't like? Um, they got Brandon Knight, who is coming off an ACL tear and has never been a positive player. Um, can't defend, can shoot a little bit, can't really finish, not a playmaker. So yeah, um, not great. Marcus Chris was a lottery pick. He jumps very high. And he blocked some shots, but he may be one of the dumbest players in the league. Um, can't defend to save his life. Scathing. Can't really rebound. Takes a lot of threes, but can't shoot. Um, the guy's a savage. <laughs> this is the hardest you've been on anyone that's not Dwayne Wade. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it just doesn't – it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I get – they have to be trying to talk themselves into Chris having potential because he's athletic, but, like – I don't know. If the only thing you can really do offensively is dunk and you miss dunks, I don't know what else. Kate, are you uh, are you with us that you want Tyler Johnson's contract out of here? I would say yes. Yes. I don't – yeah. I don't – I've never really been on that train. Like, I was never on the Tyler – the bumpy train. Like, I just – you know, to me, he's, he's, you know, a good player, but the amount of money that they have to pay him to me is just like – And he doesn't even – like – Nikias, do you think he's going to play fourth quarters this season? Like, honestly, considering the logjam they have at guard, like, do you think that he's going to get any kind of substantial fourth quarter minutes? Um, It wouldn't surprise me just because of how much Spo loves three-guard lineups late. And he is, in theory anyway, a plus shooter and a plus defender. Why do you say in theory? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it really depends. What's, like, what's the theory? <laughs> Because J.J. Redick went home with his lunch money last season? How about well, that? Yeah, there you go. Like, Why I mean, am I defending Tyler? 
No, I mean, he's Tyler, a great defender, but like when it comes to bigger wings, you don't want Tyler Johnson and his negative wingspan on him. So, I mean, I didn't get that. I thought JJ Reddick was like the perfect matchup. I thought like Tyler would be able to stay with JJ. There would be no problems. I'm not doing anything stereotypical here. I'm just saying. <laughs> Like he's does JJ Reddick is not the prototypical super fast, super athletic, strong wing that gives Tyler Johnson trouble. He's not Russell Westbrook. Somehow it was a layup drill against Tyler Johnson, which I don't understand. Like JJ Reddick has never had that many layups in a season. He had it like one game. You know, it's funny. Like I'm, um, I was watching like highlights from the season, and I I would come across some of the Sixer games, and it was like a layup line, dude. Like Tyler was getting caught on every screen behind every play. I almost felt bad for him. Yeah, that was probably the worst. I mean, he doesn't have a large sample in the playoffs, but that was easily the worst defensive series I've seen from him. Like he's normally pretty decent at navigating screens, and he just had no chance against JJ Reddick or Marco for that matter. Okay, well, like I know that we've been. The Heat have been really slow this offseason. They pretty much brought the entire team back, minus Dwayne. They re-signed Ellington. Like, do you are you upset with that, or like you you like you want him to run it back? I know we've been kind of we've been kind of disappointed because we know it's not enough, and they didn't really clear salary, which is what we wanted. But I don't know. How, maybe, maybe you might want to run it back. I don't know. No, you know what? I I would say the same for me. I would I would have liked to seen them clear more salary because you know I kind of go back and forth because it's one of those things where it's like can they do anything that's going to substantially increase their chances not really but you still want to see them do something I think as a fan you want to see them do like do something that gets you exciting and they've done nothing to excite their fan base whatsoever so I think I mean my take on it is always going to be go ahead and move Hassan if you can because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody follows me on Twitter you know I'm like I I wouldn't say a hater but like I just I am like anti-Hassan and so, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I was I feel like I was on the anti-Hassan bandwagon way before anybody Are I got you an anti-Hassan hipster I am 100% <laughs> I am 100% because I remember you sat like I would have heat fans in my in my mentions all the time oh my god you don't even know Hassan 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 you don't want to trade Hassan and I'm like okay you guys wait and see like I could see his problems from the very beginning and I was like all right you guys wait and see and now I go on Twitter and everybody's like yeah clear Hassan I'm like oh yeah that's what that's what I thought where were y'all years ago Kate looked into his dead eyes and saw his soul. I, I saw his soul. I saw his personality. I saw his character flaws. I saw everything. You're not a part of the culture. I'll never forget no, you, Shane. You uh, go. go. No, no, go, go. No, no, go, go. That uh, I was going to say, I, I've, I'll never forget Shane Battier going on Levitard's show telling the story of Hassan in training camp when the big three was there. And Hassan is like on the floor gasping for breath after like suicides. And Shane's like, man, get up. Right. And I've just heard so many, like, and these are like credible sources that I've heard these stories from. It's just like him outside of basketball, even obviously I, you know, the whole going to the scorer's table. Did I get credit for that block? That whole thing turned me off from like the get go. Like <laughs> you are a child. Like this is, this is a grown man's game. 
but even outside of it, just like the way he he acts and like his, I used to follow him on Snapchat, and that just turned me off from it. So like, his Snapchat's so great. No, I disagree. I stand by his Snapchat. He leads the league in Snapchat usage. No way. You know what? In the last year, I haven't seen anything that he's posted unless it's gone viral. Um, but you know, just he. I remember him like he had a slice of cake, and he was like sending this cake back to the gods because that's where it belongs. And he's like, and I'm like, How, what? What, a, what is? What are you what on? A gem. <laughs> How do you not love that? No, I, how do you like that? If if Snapchat was a stat, he'd lead the league and the Heat would be good. <laughs> I guess, if you say so. He is so good. At, you know, the, one of the... Do you remember when he did that that episode of Tanked? Did you guys see that? He did like with an... His, ant- with his fish tank? Yes, the thing was hilarious. Hassan, oh. Like, that's the thing. I like Hassan. I just don't like that he can't guard Ilyasova. <laughs> 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 I want Hassan to be good, and he like gets schemed by Ilyasova. But, but that's what happens. Like we, we I know we're we're he, Miami Heat beaters looked at as the Hassan haters. Like we don't hate Hassan. Like I think Hassan is a very nice chap. Like I wanted him to have a comfort dog on the sidelines last year because I felt like he was going through some emotional shit. But <laughs> what I, I what I want, I want him, I want him to be good. It's not like I want Hassan to suck. Like I don't want Hassan to be bad. Like I want him to be good. And I've seen flashes of like a really effective player, like uh, a supercharged Clint Capella. But, but there's a lot of times he's like a supercharged Greg Ostertag, and like it's just he's like I, I'm, I'm not like I'm not even trying to be mean. Like he turned like he goes from this super athletic young gifted player to like this lumbering oaf from like I think that's injury though. Game. I think like he was clearly hurt last year. He had the knee brace on. Okay, but if you okay, but then don't make the faces. I know, like I know, I'm doing body language expert shit, but don't make the faces. Like, get the faces out of here, bro. Like, come on, the faces like, are like the said, That's the Hassan. Like Kate said, we're grown men. We're, we're we're grown men playing a grown man's game. Like, get the faces out of here. Like, if my son made a single Hassan face in any game. I would pull him off the fucking court myself. Right. I'm like, get your ass over here. You sit down till you learn your fucking lesson. The coach would be like, no, put him back in. Say, fuck you, coach. He's sitting right here till he fucking till he smiles. Set harder screens. Set some set some fucking screens. Do some you, you can't make a layup. Set a screen. Do something. Help your team win. I oh, feel like a- there's a reason why someone who is that talented, because he is extremely talented. Like he's you know a talented athlete and very athletic. There's a reason why he's he. It took him so long to get to where he's at, like break out to get to an NBA team. And it's deeper than his talent level because he, you know, like I said, he's a talented guy, but like his mindset, I think if his focus would shift to getting better and what he can do to better the team instead of himself, then maybe we would see him succeed a little more. But until he can get out of his own world, I just don't see it happening for him. I have a bit of a hot take in response to Kate. I actually don't think he's that talented. I think he's really tall, and I think he has really good touch. But I don't know necessarily. And I guess, I guess Nikai. No, that what, was, that wasn't a hot take. That was a bad take. It was a bad take. You like, seem to get those confused a lot. Like I mean, your Magic Johnson take, your Shaq take. Those aren't hot takes. takes. Have, like Hassan isn't. Like we just watched a video of Hassan taking like fifteen three pointers in a row. Yo, Hassan. I want. Okay, can, can the Hassan trailer three be a thing? Nikaias would like hate. No, but Hassan is a very. He's a very talented player. I think I think his biggest gift is his touch. I think he has great touch around the rim, and I think that that's not utilized enough. And I've said it a million times. The biggest I don't even care about the screen issue. His biggest thing is he gets awful position. 
He gets awful position all the time. Even when he boxes out, like he's always like a, he has bad footwork. And I don't care how many times Tony Fiorentino says, "Look at that footwork." When he's when he's halfway on the about to fall on the floor and throws up some trash, like he has terrible, terrible footwork. Him and Joel Embiid go to the same school of footwork. It's horrible. Like I don't care. Like go back and watch Shaq. Watch Hakeem. Watch Patrick Ewing. Watch Dwayne like, watch, Wade. Watch Dwayne Wade. Watch real players play on the block and watch their footwork. Like the footwork these dudes are using nowadays, complete trash. Like I think maybe the NBA center would still be a thing if they could pivot. Like I mean, just pivot. Like do something. Hey guys, maybe a little spin face. move. Take a dance class. Yeah, thank you. Take a dance class. I would love to see Hassan doing like salsa or tango or bachata. That'd be funny. Bachata, oh yeah, for sure. He would just be tripping over himself on the third step. <laughs> Don't encourage. Oh, Heat TV. You know, here's your idea. Media Day. You're welcome. Oh my God, Jason Jackson and uh, Hassan Whiteside at a bachata class. Hey, Tim Donovan. Somebody, whoever's listening, we got you. You're welcome. We want royalties. (laughs) Prince Royce. Let's go. Nikias, how much do you hate post ups? Because I, I am like very anti Hassan post ups. I'm even anti Dwayne post ups. I'm anti post ups. I would like to eliminate it from modern basketball. Post ups in a general sense. Yes, I just like don't like them. Um, I'm not anti post. I hate them. I'm not anti. They're horrible. Nikaias is so nice to you, man. Like he's they're so, so bad. Do you like watching that? I don't like watching that crap. He's like post ups in a general sense. Like <laughs> try to like try to back you off of your position. Like it's <laughs> fucking basketball. You're like I'm trying to clarify. I want spread pick and rolls, man. Give me give me offense. Oh, me. shut up with the spread pick and roll. Post-ups are beautiful when done correctly. Like Al Jefferson? Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. That's what I found, like, a greater appreciation for, like, Kobe later in his career, watching him on the block and just watching his footwork. And the way but he Kobe had-, had to do that because he couldn't get any other decent looks. Like, he had to do all that garbage on the low block because he's like, there's no other way. Dude, that he that's can not do. true. Like, why do you do that? Just because. What, Kobe at, like, 40 years old? Is- Kobe's out here getting super open, you know? Okay, no, first of all, like, it's not, uh, basketball is not just about running around screens all fucking day long. Like, sometimes you have to dump it into a player who could just manufacture points. Like, that shit has to happen from time to time. Huh? Hitting all the cliches today. No, but it's true. Like, Nakaias, am I right or am I wrong? Like, every once in a while in the half court. Nakaias is the foremost basketball expert. You have to give it to somebody in the block who can can post up and manufacture points. Now, what I don't like is a mellow-type post-up player that once you feed it to him in the post, it will never come back out of the post. There's 50 jab steps. Like, Shaq used to get the ball in the post and set up the entire offense. Whether he scored or not. Because, see, that's that's the problem. Gianni doesn't think Shaq can play in today's game. Yes, you did say that. Shut no, up. I you think said Shaq that. could not defend. I own say it, that, own it, eat it. You said Shaq couldn't play in today's game. I say Shaq cannot Shaq defend. Used to, in Shaq used game. to set up the entire offense from the low block. Like, nobody does that shit anymore. But if you have a player that can set up the offense from the block, like, post-ups are, are a valuable part of the game. It's just like nobody can do it anymore. Post-up talk. Yeah, yeah I just think you can't have an offense geared towards post-play. But, like, as a release valve, absolutely. Like, post-ups still have value. Especially with teams switching everything now, you have to have guys that can abuse mismatches. I think that's more of a guard thing now. I think like guards like Clay and stuff like that are, are people that really utilize it well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But even like a guy like Jokic, like you can't guard him one on one. Joel Embiid, for as many jokes as he gets and some of the foul calls that he gets, like you can't really name too many players that can effectively guard him without sending help. Like 
Hassan was one of them. Could still be valuable in today's NBA. No, no, and I, I'm I, part of it's kind of hyperbole because you know we don't have a lot to talk about, but it's just it's just like a kind of offense I don't enjoy watching, especially because it almost always brings a double team, and then it it's just like guys trying to hit over garbage. Um, I see the post up, post up game like the run game in the NFL, like. Yeah, it might not be the most aesthetically pleasing thing to watch. Like, we all want to watch people air it out. We all want to watch three-pointers. We all want to watch spread, pick, and roll. Four four three, four, uh, four shooters and a guy and some lump in the middle who just rebounds and passes it back out. Like, we all want that. But to effectively play the game, like, you do have to have a little bit of something in the middle. You have to, you have to be able to post up. You have to be able to dump it into somebody. You have to be able to run the ball. Here at the Five Reasons Sports Network, we don't have the typical staff meetings where everybody is staring at the wall and the clock. We do them at bars, we do them at restaurants, and we do them at Soccer Zone Indoor. That's the corner of Miramar Parkway and Flamingo Road in Miramar, a beautiful new facility. And on Wednesday, September 12th, we have an indoor field from 7.30 to 9 p.m. It is a beautiful pitch, as my co-host Chris Whittingham would say. It's air-conditioned, no mosquitoes, so no complaining. And here's how you sign up for it. You've got to be a patron of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that's really easy. Go to at Five Reasons Sports. That's the number five reason sports. And just go to the link in our bio. Click on that and sign up. It's $3 for September. We've lowered the price for September. Show up there at Soccer Zone Indoor. Again, 7.30 p.m. Wednesday the 12th corner of miramar parkway and flamingo and just show up and just show us that you signed up and you'll be eligible to make us look absolutely ridiculous on the soccer pitch so look forward to seeing you at soccer zone indoor september 12th so kind of changing gears a little bit from bigs to guards and we know that he'd have a lot of them uh there was some talk this week about a potential goran dragic trade to phoenix um, I know the Phoenix coach is is um is from Slovenia. He's a Slovenian national coach, correct? I believe so. The general, yeah. So um, or he, and he has relationship with Goran. So like, I don't know, Kate. Like, is that something you'd be down for, like trading Goran? Because I'm very fifty fifty on this. Because Goran has become probably my favorite heat point guard ever. Your favorite heat point my guard favorite ever? Heat, I really oh, love thank, him like a lot. Thank you for the the you. Listen, that's not a bad take. Video, that's not a bad take. Size, no, you have to see the size of Kate, Kate's eyes when you said that. But anyway, okay. we'll get into that later. Okay. Well, my thing on Goran, I don't, I don't hate it. I'm, the, I'm probably the same as you, like fifty-fifty, because you know, on one end, I, I view him as replaceable. He had a really great season. I won't say that he wouldn't have a great season, but I think just all in all, he's kind of replaceable. But I would say. The only opinion that I have about this is if UD and Dwayne do not come back, this team is going to need some type of veteran, you know, guidance. And I think that he could be probably that for them, you know, because if, if, if you have UD on the bench and you have, you know, Dwayne Wade or whatever, then you have that veteran leadership. But if you don't, then you're going to need a guy probably like Goron to help out. But you know, I as far JJ as play is a guy that would probably assume that role. I actually completely disagree with you, Kate. Okay. I think if UD and Dwayne don't come back, just get rid of Goron and go completely young. Just complete youth movement. Like, I feel like you keep Goron around because, like, 
Dwayne and UD have to have another guy they respect. Like, Dwayne likes to play with Goron. Like, I, I feel like if Dwayne's out there, he wants a point guard like Goron out there. But if Dwayne's leaving, UD's leaving, let's just go youth movement. Might as well, yeah. Like, like just, like, I mean, I don't give a fuck. Start just to set point. Like, I don't <laughs> care at that point. Like, if, if, like if, if Dwayne's not coming back, UD's not coming back, dude, just play the kids. Um, throw in JJ a little bit, increase that trade value, get trade up, upgrade Dion's trade value, but just like go complete youth movement. I'm not saying tank the season because you guys know how I feel about tanking. I hate <laughs> tanking, but when what I'm saying is just like to keep going around, like for what Dwayne's not here, especially if Dwayne's not here, like. What you, like you? You're not. You're not doing anything. You're not. You're not going to win anything. Like send Goron to a place where maybe he can make a deep run in the playoffs or something like that. It ain't like Phoenix. It ain't Phoenix, yeah. but like I, <laughs> I, re- I really want a San Antonio for Goron. Like that's where if if Goron was going to go anywhere, I wanted him to go to San Antonio. But I mean that ship has sailed. I mean maybe it has. I don't know how all this shit works anymore. But anyway, I'm just saying. <laughs> If I just disagree with Kate, like if Dwayne's gone, just get rid of Goron, get just go complete youth movement. I think there's something to be said with Kate says. I just think that it might be a little overstated because they do have JJ Kelly and those guys are, are veterans. Maybe not like to the talent level that Goron is and like quote unquote floor general if we're gonna throw around cliches, but I think I don't know, like he He's their most productive player. I think Jay Rich is probably better than he is, Nikias. I don't know if you agree with me there. Um, I don't think that's a hot take. Like I, I think, but Goran's more productive, right? Yeah, like Goran runs the offense. I mean, his his value is going to be there. Like I don't think Jay Rich is still another leap or so away from being a reliable shot creator. And I, I think, think that he's good off the ball. Like if he's not the primary, I think that he usually gets. Yeah, like he he showed he can do some secondary attacking last year, and I think that's very encouraging. But um, Kate, you still need going to kind of. Sit. Kate, you don't understand how hard Nikias is holding his tongue. He wants to bash Dwayne Wade so bad right now. Really? Oh, he he wants he wants Dwayne Wade gone like three years ago. Wait, why? Why do you hate Dwayne Wade? <laughs> he had a column that he called "Why I Hate Dwayne Wade." We'll tweet it out. Oh, yeah, I need to read this. Yes, because I feel like this has been this, <laughs> very anybody, much over anybody the long on the opposite side of this, uh, like, does he make any good points in his why you hate doing right None. 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 Okay. And he's such a smart guy, so it's odd. <laughs> wow. Thanks for backing me up on that one. That's, that's nice. Okay, defend yourself. <laughs> no, like, I mean, we know what doing way means to the Heat overall. And I don't think anybody should or will ever question that. But for what he is right now, He's an inefficient guard. They can't defend right now. So I just don't see like he shouldn't be a lock. That's kind of been my thing. And like when he left the first time, I was against him getting twenty plus million dollars a year because he's not worth it as a player right now. Not I mean, obviously you once you add in the legacy, you can make the argument for it, but just what he brought on the court even then. So you don't think Dwayne Wade could hoop anymore. Nikaias is alleging that D Wade cannot hoop. You cannot. You think that D Wade cannot hoop? That's what you're saying. I'm not saying he can't hoop. I just don't think he impacts winning the way that he used to. Well, I mean, I he feel like that happens to every player as they get older. But it does. <laughs> See what his I was against, like giving him twenty million dollars because that's Kate, not who he is. Kate, people like Nikaias and Chris Whittingham, 
they watch sports with a with a, an Excel spreadsheet in front of them, <laughs> and like they don't actually watch the TV. They just like <clears throat> they just they just enter in data the and they compute the data, and then then they make they make assertions based on that. Like they don't actually have. There's no sentimentality. They, they basically watch the game with absolutely no heart at all. So you feel nothing. No, yeah, Nakaius is heartless. Is what I'm. He has no soul. <laughs> heartless. <laughs> Like I feel like that's read, a bit harsh. Would you like me to read an excerpt from uh, Nikias Duncan's Why I Hate Dwayne Wade column? Yeah, give it to me. I probably hate, I probably do hate Dwayne Wade now, but not in the traditional way you'd come to expect. Dedicating that much energy to someone who doesn't even know you're alive is both stupid and unhealthy. That is. <laughs> no, that's Nikias. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen disappeared for a good amount of the show. He just comes back to me reading to Caius's words on why he hates Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Caius realizes that the entire business of sports blogging is just a giant, it's a giant shell game. It doesn't make any sense. No, I mean, I feel like I've been very transparent with the fact that I'm not like I'm not emotionally attached to players on the series field. Like, I mean, they're Chris Millicent jokes. I was about to say, but like. <laughs> <laughs> but like in a serious thing, like you know, I am a Heat fan. Like my foremost thing is how can the Heat get better? How can they compete? But I don't hitch my wagon to any one player. So I'll you know, say I grew up on Dwayne. I love Dwayne, but once he declined in terms of impact, then I'm just like, okay, He's how come we get better? To you. That's useless. not you know that's not giving Dwayne Wade twenty to twenty five million dollars a year. And like that's not me disliking him as a person or as a player, but that's just kind of the reality of the situation. What is the difference for you between attaching yourself to a player and attaching yourself to a franchise? Good question. Um, I would imagine, like, in a general sense, the franchise is more stable. Like, they have a longer shelf life than any player. Because, like, That's... even if way stayed. Right, but the argument that you're making is that it's stupid to attach yourself to someone who doesn't care or care about you or know that you exist. But, like, I would say franchises don't really yeah, that's care fair. about you. So, you know. The Heat oh, do fair. know we exist, though. So I'll tell you that. Put Nikias in a box. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Kate, you can come back every box? week. I've never seen Nikias boxed in. During the season, we record twice a week. You can have Tuesdays and Thursdays. As long as you shut down Nikias. <laughs> we come with paychecks. That's my main no, job. No, it's a valid I mean, I get it. I'm more of a team guy than a player guy. That's just how I've always been. Yeah, I said fuck the Marlins when they traded Stanton because... I like Stanton more than I like the Marlins. But I, I, I to Nakaius's point, I don't know if we can go back and check the tape from two years ago. When they let Wade walk, I was all on the organization's side when it came to that shit. You were. So I am. I, I would say I'm more like Nakaius, where I'm going to ride or die with the heat. Like, there are certain choices that I wish they would make. Like, I, like right now, I want them to give Dwayne whatever he wants to come back because I'm sentimental. But the second they don't, I will make excuses for Pat and the franchise. <laughs> like I, 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 whichever way the fucking wind blows. You're about that propaganda. Smart. Oh yeah, dude, the culture for life. Got culture tatted on my back, right in the lower back, tramp stamp. Oh, Jesus boy. Christ. Um, okay. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm really sentimental about players, especially with Dwayne. Dwayne in particular, I have a super soft spot for. So if Dwayne wants. Oh, him, I want to ask Kate this question. <laughs> How do you feel about a dude that cried? When Dwayne Wade returned 
<laughs> like, what does that say about Why a man? Why are you doing this to me? Oh, because we have a woman on. Like, it's, this is fun. Okay, um, can I get a little bit of context? Like, what were which you? Which time? Which which time are we talking about? <laughs> Every <laughs> time Dwayne Wade walks into the <laughs> well, American Airlines Arena, Gianni cries. So, um, the first time he came back, uh, when he came back as a bull, that was I think the day after the Trump election, and I was like really upset by the political like landscape of this country and i was very sad and it was just i was very upset and uh i had bought the tickets to the to the Dwayne game man i hate that you're just laughing at me and <laughs> nothing man it. i just had a really bad day i was fighting with white people at work and just i was a, i was mad at this country i was mad at everyone and you know i went to the triple a and Dwayne wade made me smile in a day that i didn't think i could smile and it made me emotional and i cried okay Excuse you know what me. i'm super sentimental um about things like that too so like for me i would probably have like a couple tears in my eyes and that time in in united states history is just like one of the lowest points so i totally get that but like were you were you sobbing i was like i wasn't like like sniffling sobbing but like i remember uh when he when they played the video tribute and like it was the dream this the tears were streaming (laughs) And I did not wipe the tears off my face because I didn't want to stop clapping. So I, my face is like really hot, but I had these cold tears running down my cheeks and I'm just like clapping, chanting G Wade. <laughs> it was a really sad scene. I was with my, I was with uh, Alex Salito, our professional screw up here at Heat Beat and a friend of mine from university, Alex Solana, producer at 560. Shout out to you, Alex. Um, so yeah, it was not. Um, is that excusable, Kate? Uh, I feel like it's not. Was there an, okay? Wait, was it, you said there was two times? What there was another time? Well, I cried when he left, but I was also writing a column, <laughs> so I was in a very vulnerable state. <laughs> okay. And it was a very no, personal call, so I, I cried remember. writing the column. That was actually really sad because I was like in my room and it's a little dark, and I'm like typing a column about Dwayne, and I just start crying, and I was like, "Wow, this is really pathetic." I was totally going to level with you on the first one because you had a lot of emotional stimuli around you. So I was like, okay, maybe he, but you cried when he left that one. I, I don't know if I can, I can level with you. On well, that. actually then, I'm glad that he cried again when he came back to the heat. I did. I don't think it did. I cry. I yes, don't remember you did. that. Well, you told us you all cried. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. The day that he played. Yeah. When, when he hit the game winner. Yeah, dude. After the oh, Stoneman yeah, yeah. Douglas thing, it was like, oh my, because how do you put all these different things. Because into, he has uh, a tie to this community that's special. Like oh I remember watching that, and he matters to those kids. Like he matters to the city. So like it, every like, game, like my my dog died, and then <laughs> Dwayne Wade had a crossover and a pump fake, and it was an and one. And I just started fucking sobbing. This is the Five Reason Sports Network, Miami Sports on Demand. We now have 13 podcasts in the network posting roughly 15 times per week, all absolutely free. Find all of our shows on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Podbean. Plus, become a member of our patron feed and you'll get even more fresh content. We are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Here's some of what you missed last week on 5 Reasons when they interviewed Brendan Tobin. I think he should get Biscayne Boulevard named after him. And I'm not talking just in front of the arena. I think all of it. I think for all he's done for this city, for all the feel good that he's given us, just do it now. Let's just change Biscayne Boulevard. It's a stupid name anyway. So when they're coming in and they're introducing, coming to you live from American Airlines Arena on Dwayne Wade Boulevard, 
who's going to say no to that? If you want to get involved as a sponsor or a contributor, reach out to us at number five reason sports on Twitter. And don't forget to punch five reasons in your search bar and then hit subscribe. Well, I, you know, I wanted, we were, Brian and I were saving this game, but maybe we could play this game now because Kate, they make fun of me because I cry a lot. So we're going to play a game and I'm going to ask you guys, I'm going to give situations and you're going to answer if I cried or not. You're, you're going to yes. guess whether I cried oh, or yes. not. Yes. We're supposed to have this with production and music <laughs> and it was going to be, yeah. Okay. I feel like it'll be harder to guess when you didn't cry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did I cry during my first World Cup game while singing the national anthem in Canada? Yes. yes. Alf says Definitely. yes. Kate says yes. Nikias? Absolutely. Christian? Is he not paying attention? Okay. He's doing fantasy football. I did indeed know. cry the first time <laughs> that happened. So, uh, Did I cry the first time I saw snow in New York City? Are you serious? I, I'm, I'm asking. It might be no. Who this knows? Better be a no. This better be no. a no. Okay, so Kate says no. Alf says no. And Akaius? I'm just going to say yes. I feel like this is this is something that you would do. I did. Absolutely. I did cry at a Starbucks party. No. Yeah, I saw snow and I got very emotional. No. I was in a Starbucks. I was with my best friend. Yeah. It what was, was, like, it was not like full-blown crying, but it was kind of like, it was kind of like teary-eyed. precipitation. It's... It, I, oh. <laughs> It was like yeah. it, rains? it was raining and I just yeah. <laughs> oh, my oh my god. Uh did I cry when uh when I got my first dog? Yes. Yeah, Kate says yes. Yes. You, how yes. old were you? How old Nikaya were you? Says, like it, wait, wait, like it matters. Yeah, like it's <laughs> it's why yes. how is that relevant? <laughs> uh I'm saying yes. No, I did not cry. Huh. So, so dogs you cry for cry. you cry for snow, but I not cried puppy? For snow. Yeah, not puppy. Winry's very cute, by the way. I'll tweet a picture of her. She's adorable. Okay. Um, did I cry the first time I got to Japan when I was in the airport? Yes, yes. Alf yeah. says yes. Because you love says, Japan. Kate says yes. Nikias? Mm-hmm. I did not cry. Upset. <laughs> really? Did not. Kate, so here, a little background. Do you want? Do you know about uh, Gianni and anime? You, you know what? I know from what I've seen on Twitter that he is a big anime guy. Okay, so now when you see when you hear about a guy liking anime, what kind of anime are you thinking? Just like <laughs> Voltron. Voltron's like, not an anime. I Shut up! Know. I'm talking to Kate. I literally don't know. Okay, listen. This is, I'm I'm very ignorant about um, anime. I have no. I don't know anything. It's so please don't be offended by this. Okay. The only no, thing I better. can think of is Sailor Moon. Is that anime? Sailor Moon's yeah, Sailor good. Moon's anime. Okay. Moon's all right. So when you think of anime, you think of like okay. Even though it's a school a girl in a schoolgirl outfit, she's doing karate and shit. She's not really fighting doing evil. karate. She's Shut up. She's I'm Maho talking to Shoujo, Kate. which is a I'm talking to Kate. Subgenre. She's fighting evil villains and stuff, right? Is that's kind of what anime seems like, right? right? He watches what do you call it? Lifestyle anime? No, it's it's not lifestyle anime. I like rom coms. I like drama. I like slice of life. Cake. Like... Slice of life. That's what you called it one time. That almost made me fall out my fucking chair. Like, I couldn't believe slice of life anime. I almost fucking died that day. So Kate, I like human stories. This is not like I, whenever he says anime, I, in my head I'm thinking like kung fu and shit. Like they're fight, like fighting monsters or something. Like everything's least... not battle shown in Alf. Okay, shut up. I'm talking to Kate. <laughs> so like, <laughs> what he watches is like these coming of age stories, but they're animated, 
and they always feature like little schoolgirls. They're not little schoolgirls always. Mm. They're teen. They're young adults. <laughs> they're weird. Why do they be fucking wild. weird, dude? I'm sorry that anime, the genre, is coming of age stories of, of young adults. You know, what fuck Kate, you want? They're, Kate, they're always lesbians. <laughs> They're not always lesbian. It's no, he's making like, fun of me because my favorite show has a lesbian couple. They're oh. always fifteen-year-old lesbians. They're not fifteen-year-old lesbians. They're always fifteen-year-old. Why do you, you make me sound like the biggest creep on earth when that's not no, true? I, well, how does this? It, you need to hear how it we sounds. We have guests. It does. I mean, it sounds I don't horrible. Know how his description is, but that you make sounds, me sound like I should be on a wanted list. It sounds a little bit off. It sounds yeah, horrible. Okay. Okay, if if this was if this was like the profile on a dating app, <laughs> no, I, I was on a, I was on a date with a girl I really really liked, and it was the first time that we had gone out, and uh, I volunteered that I liked anime and the type of anime that I liked, and I thought, ooh, not a good idea. And how Bad. did she react to that? She was very nice. She even faked that she'd watch it, and I told her you don't have to. Oh, that's actually really she was, nice. She was that's very nice. yeah, she was very nice. I mean, I know some. I know some. Some girls who like anime. Maybe I could hook you up. There you go. Keep oh. them away from me. No. Nobody, nobody, nobody <laughs> wants to be around me. They probably like the, They probably like more masculine anime than you. Yeah. Do, after yeah, Alf gets I... through with them, they're gonna report me to like the FBI. Alf <laughs> like, makes you seem like, like a fucking weirdo. Like Kate already hasn't. Like Kate has the FBI website <laughs> up. Yeah. Right after, as soon as this ends, Kate has that, that finger on the block button. Yo, Ethan, please ask him to never contact me again. I'm about to put you on a list. I'm gonna yeah. have you on a list. You're gonna put Kate's in a... first and last appearance on Miami Heat. <laughs> I'm reported on Twitter. I lose my account. And everything I've worked for. Yo, no, how not... the... Am I the only one that sees Christian has two windows open? Yeah, yes, he, he has does. two windows open. One of them, he's not there. Wait, one of wait, wait a. Show the visual medium, Alf. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> everyone can see this. Our listeners can see this. I don't know. I'm just I'm blown away by this. Also, I've been drinking. So yeah. Oh, really? You can don't you, you don't I mean, I don't know if you can hear me, but my internet's a bag of dicks right now. Fucking but one man. of them doesn't have Christian on it. Right. Like, That's what I'm saying. Chair. It's like he's a ghost. It's the off season, man. They're not listening. <laughs> They're on vacation. Brian's gonna be so mad because I'm not editing any of that out. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Nobody's no listening. Bottom. Maybe the heater listening. If you're listening, hi. We're gonna get the well, we're gonna get the Kate bump. But besides that, no, yeah, no. It's, you know, it's it's, they... it's weird because when we used to do the show, when Brian and I used to do the show five years ago, we kind of understood that we were yelling into a void, and now we just feel like we're yelling into a slightly larger void. Because like, as long as the sponsors pay, eh, whatever. Bet ESI, to... remember promo code HEAT101. You can bet on tennis this weekend, college football, NFL. And did NFL start this weekend? Yes. Sunday. I had the under on Serena games. I lost that. So that's unfortunate. Bet DSI. Promo code HEAT101. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.